Welcome to Friday afternoon here on Columbo and Katie on 1019-941 News Talk STL. I'm Tony Columbo. My partner is Katie Fitzpatrick. And we have one more day here in the news to tell you about everything this week. And then we have our concert tomorrow. Woohoo! It's going to be so fun. We had our last band practice last night. I thought it was a lot of fun. I love that. I do too. It's so fun. We just, I feel like this is a really good spot for us because the band was just formed two years ago. Yeah. In 2021, I want to say. Yeah. And every, although everybody that we're working with all knew each other because they've worked together in previous bands. Like I said last night, like you and I, this is an experience you and I have never had before. It's funny. I didn't, I never thought about this until you just pointed that out. Our band is about as old as this radio station. It is. Because Mm -hmm. this station, we started this station in July Mm -hmm. of 2021 and we had our first band gig in like May. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or March, maybe, or April, the April. spring. It was April. Yeah. It was April. Of, mm-hmm. of 2021. Yep. So just a few months. We started the band just a few months before this Incredible. radio station. So that's a good, that, that'll help me remember how long, mm-hmm. how old we are. How old are we? <laughs> Tomorrow night, we're playing at Westport Playhouse inside Westport Plaza. Katie and I's band, uh, which is Tony Colombo and the North County Sound Machine, playing with Mark Close from KC95 and his band, Closest Quarters. Also, our buddy Lenny Mink playing that show. Uh, show starts at 6.30 tomorrow night. Doors open at 6. You can still get your tickets at the Westport Playhouse website. The advantage to that is that you get to pick your seat. So if you go to the Westport Playhouse website, westportplay.com, you pick your seat and you will not only make sure that you have a ticket, but you can get as you know as good a seat as possible. Uh, there will be, you'll, you will be able to walk up tomorrow, but... Um, uh, assuming it doesn't sell out, of course, and uh, but you know, again, if you buy your tickets ahead of time, you can you can uh, have the advantage of picking your seat. So I think it's a that's a good move. Um, Got to thank Weber Chevrolet and mm-hmm. Gutter Pros for sponsoring this event because 100% of the proceeds for tomorrow night's concert goes to Thrive St. Louis, who we were here. We got a chance to talk to those guys here. They, they were yes. in the you know, so we were here fun. at the station yesterday and. It's great talking to those guys with a great organization, and we are thrilled to be able to, to help them out and give 100% of the proceeds of this concert to Thrive St. Louis. Thanks to Weber Chevrolet and Gutter Pros and their sponsorship. So um, buy a ticket. It goes to a good cause, and you're going to have a great time. We have a We have a set list full of rock and roll Fun. sing-alongs mm-hmm. from... Many different decades. You know, I, I was on the point in the 90s, so that's kind of my wheelhouse. But we go we go newer, we go older. It's There's a wide variety yeah. happening there. And just a really, a really good time. <laughs> I think that even last night, we just have a really good vibe going where we all know each other now, joking around, are like invested into each other's lives even outside the band. And that that's, I think, a, form, a formula for a really good, cohesive instrumental band together mm-hmm. i agree so hope to see everybody out there tomorrow night westport playhouse inside westport plaza for our concert come watch katie sing and do what i uh call singing <laughs> can you pop my uh can you put put yeah. me up here uh-huh. Go ahead. what do you think joe <laughs> oh is it gonna work Hold on, it froze. Hey, there it goes. Beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer. It is fine. 
Bullworth Rider. Thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Have you not heard that? Wait. Have you I, not heard that? No. Start oh. again. Start it over. Is this a jingle? No. This is last night. The the little the 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 music in the background is the dumb website that I'm playing it off. Okay. Of. I'm like, what? Yeah. Don't don't listen. Ignore the ignore the little the little music in the background. That's from the that's from the dumb website. I'm, Got this clip from Sky News Australia, oh, which gosh. is which, by the way, Sky News Australia is probably the number one. And they're like, it, it's not like an onion or a trolling like it's a it's their real news organization. But they are probably the best Joe Biden trolls in the world. Oh, my gosh. Sky News Australia has it, it has roasted Joe Biden. More so than any news organization I have ever seen. So this out. is yeah, this is from their uh, this is uh, from from their site, and that's why the little beepins have in their background. This was this was Joe Biden speaking uh, last night at a brewery in Wisconsin. Here, <clears throat> give it a second. Make beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. It is fine. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Got it? I don't you get it. No, what? So, Earthrider was the name of the brewery he was speaking at. So, if you if you if you made out Earthrider and you're wondering what in the world is that, uh, that's the brewery speaking at. But you get the rest of it. How about one more? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know why it takes it always it always like boots. It kind of skips. It kind of stutters through the very first part of it every time. I don't know why it keeps doing that. But here, one more time. And by the way, used to make beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. <laughs> it is fine. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just... I could listen to it all day. <laughs> oh, what's it called? Earth Rider? Yeah, Earth Rider Brewery is where he, spe- where he was speaking. He was thanks giving for the Great talking. Lakes. Is that what he said? Thanks for the Great thanks Lakes? Thanks for the Great Lakes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just... Ooh, earth Rider. How about one more? How about one more? <laughs> I... And by the way, used okay. to make beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. <laughs> it is fine. Oh, Earth Rider. Ooh. Thanks for the great name. What's this Ooh. word? Hold on. Define... Define... What's this word? Define... 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 <laughs> what word is that? I think he's trying to figure oh, out. Rider, brew beer to this He's just trying to recover. He's just like, where next? Ooh. Where? Ooh, Earth Rider. <laughs> hold on. Not him hold on, on the debate hold on. stage. Hold on. I just, I just put on the closed captioning. And by the way, by the used way, to used to make beer brewed here. here. It, is it is used to make the brew beer in this earth. They just completely just went right past it. They just went right past it. I think part. about this clip, though, <laughs> and I fast forward a few months and think to myself, what is he going to do on that debate stage? That. He's going to do that. He's what gonna is he going to do, do on that debate stage? That. He's going to do that. And, if and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be the greatest, it's the best reality mm. TV that ever existed. I was listening to Megyn Kelly's podcast yesterday, and she said that if, when, 
it gets to the next Trump Biden debate, it will have more views than the Super Bowl. Yes. She I said agree with it that. will have more views, even though we've seen it before, even though we saw the debate in 2020. Yeah. She said, mark my words, that will be prime time I agree with her. viewing television and will have more views than the Super Bowl. I agree with her because Trump, because Trump derangement syndrome is worse than it's ever been. And Joe Biden is an even bigger mess than he was four years ago. So the three-ring circus that the debates were last time, it's going to be, we, we've even take, we've taken it up a notch from that. I think that is true. I also think that there has been, <gasps> I mean, everyone keeps calling it this. I don't really think it's going to be this, but Trump is going to be on the warpath. If he gets on the debate stage. Yeah. Now, the best thing he's going to be able to do is shut up. Exactly. That would, if he, if he lets Biden talk, Biden will make a fool of himself. But that was the, I had a, I had a big problem. I was very critical of Trump in the last debates because he kept cutting Biden off. It's like Biden's in the middle of giving a terrible answer and looking ridiculous. And Trump was so much on the attack that he just kept going at him. It was like, just let him. He's making a fool of himself. Let him finish. So we have this heightened Trump derangement syndrome that we've basically been talking about this week so much. But a heightened Trump derangement syndrome. But we also have a heightened Trump that now has had years and years to fester and years and years to just simmer and let that that pot boil over with the lawsuits and the accusations and the this and the that. And so not only are we going to have a stumbling, bumbling Biden, but we're going to have a warpath enraged Trump. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to have that's why Megan Kelly's right. The brewery. That's why she's right. It will be the biggest. It will be bigger than the Super Bowl. Because four years ago, four years ago, Joe Biden was a mess. Yeah. And he looked old and he looked bad, but it was not what it is now. No. It wasn't like you were watching during that presidential campaign. You weren't watching Biden every moment that he was speaking or that he was on stage to see if he was even there. Like now... You, you now you it's like every time he speaks, every time he walks in front of cameras, every time he's in the public, people are looking at it. You're waiting for him to just look lost. And totally. he almost always does. There there also is a difference in the vibe of the country, because when those debates were happening, yes, we were going through a pandemic and yes, there was covid, but people were more um amenable to giving Biden the chance because they were so sick of the drama that came with Trump. If you remember at the time, it was there was Trump derangement syndrome, but there was also Trump fatigue. And there were people were really, really tired of just the day in and day out beating of the drum of what was going on with the drama. And so I think Biden had a little bit of an advantage where the country was like, I mean, it's a regret. I'm sure a lot of people that voted for Biden completely regret it. But they they gave themselves the opportunity to say, well, if Biden was president, maybe there'd be less drama and maybe there'd be less things in the news and it wouldn't be so catty and blah, blah, blah and kumbaya. 
So I and the country now has shifted so much, Tony, from that moment mm-hmm. because we have seen a Trump presidency and we've seen a Biden presidency now. So th- that advantage is completely gone. Yeah. And uh, you know what? You are you hit something right on the head there about what happened in 2020. I mean, election shenanigans aside, there was there really there truly was Trump fatigue. A lot of Trump supporters were a little worn out from the constant drama and name calling and turnover in the administration and things like that. So let's not I mean, we were in a we were in a a much, much, much better place than than we are now. But it wasn't perfect. It was far from perfect. And so there was there was a little bit of that in the equation. But after four years of this, that 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 Trump annoyance that that being, you know, being wanting to get away from that, it's it's that's all gone away. And you want to you're ready to go back to it because you want the the good stuff that came along with it. Totally. There was a lot of Trump fatigue. There was. Back in, in, in 2020. And I do want to make a correction. Someone that is listening on our Rumble stream is saying peace out to the show because he doesn't like that we just said Warpath and Rage Trump when I said we. I said that. But I didn't mean it as a negative. I meant it as like Trump has every right to be upset and Trump has every right to be enraged. And yeah. When we look at the Trump that we might possibly see on that debate stage or the... the Do they think that Trump's not on the warpath? Well, they said warpath enraged Trump. You both are fools. I'm out of here. Peace out. Trump Trump is on the warpath. He is. And he said it it numerous times. (laughs) He should be on the warpath. Whoever's running for president should be on the warpath. And I don't blame him. He's out for blood. He's, I mean, he's out to... He is... He's running to take back over the presidency... And he's not gonna, he's not gonna pull punches or take it easy. But it, but he that is, is on the warpath. But that is what is going on right now. Don't with you him. want him to be on the warpath? Yeah, he's a pit bull. He's a pit bull hungry. Yeah. Okay. I don't understand the. I don't. I don't. I don't understand the the problem with that. I, maybe they just don't like the lang, the that type of I language. Guess it wasn't a diss. Okay, well, just, he's aggressively campaigning. Yes. Yes. That is exactly. <laughs> Do you it. like that better? He's yeah. aggressively campaigning, uh, and Joe is unable to speak. I just. I have to grab that clip. It is so perfect. It yeah, one, it's one, so perfect. One more time. Oh, it's doing the thing. Come on. I know. Make beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. <laughs> Define Ooh, Earth Rider. <laughs> Define Ooh. <laughs> I you bet Ken it. Williams has something to say about this. Ken Williams from the Vic Porcelli oh. Show is going to join us in just a moment. We're also going to be joined by the auditor, Missouri State Auditor Scott Scott Fitzpatrick is going to be on again with us. Uh, we had the Secretary of State on, Jay Ashcroft, a couple of days ago, and there has been a disagreement between these two elected officials. Uh, what uh, Two Repu- Republicans in Missouri disagreeing with each other. What a surprise, right? More of that. So, um, 
Auditor Fitzpatrick is coming on today to give his side of that issue. It's uh, revolving around the uh, the voting machines and uh, election integrity coming up here in the state of Missouri. So looking forward to having that conversation again. That is Missouri State Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick. He'll join us just after 3 o'clock. We'll get the weekend forecast from Channel 4 meteorologist Kristen Cornett at about 2.45. And we'll talk to Ken Williams from the Vic Porcelli Show next on Columbo and Katie. <laughs> For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Speaking of our band and our show tomorrow night, that's a little Perry Woods music right there for you. It's a Perry Woods Friday here on Columbo and Katie, wrapping up a crazy busy week and getting ready for our show tomorrow night at Westport Playhouse. Hope to see you guys out there. Uh, we are going to talk to Missouri State Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick just after 3 o'clock, so about 40 minutes from now. Also, we are going to get the all-important weekend forecast from Channel 4 meteorologist Kristen Cornett. She'll be with us in about 20 minutes at 2.45. And right now, joining us in studio, as he does every Friday, usually with, we didn't mention, Gabe is usually with us on yeah. Friday afternoons, but Gabe was uh, uh, not able to be with us uh, this afternoon. But Ken Williams from the Vic Porcelli Show is, and it's great to see you, buddy. Thanks for having me here again. So, Katie just heard the <laughs> Joe Biden Brewery clip for the uh, first time just and it's <laughs> amazing man it's amazing it's amazing I, the first time i heard it was this morning on mike's show with yeah. mike and gabe yeah and i i like if i would have been i would have done a spit take if i would have been drinking when i heard <laughs> him say it like it was it's so funny and so unbelievable it's unbelievable how he just, so Kate, katie you you heard it Live with just now on the air. Yes, live. yeah. So what were your thoughts in this show? <laughs> My thought was, what? Uh-huh. What? You're like, you can't believe it. You're like, what? Is, is he, are those words? Like, what is that? And it's it's pretty, it's amazing. I think sometimes, you know, they, they miss on the balance of the medication. Yeah. <laughs> Or they, it hasn't kicked in yet? It hasn't kicked in yet. That's Chris Harps' theory. Uh, you know, yeah, it has been for a really long yeah. time. This, there could be some truth to that. I just saw a picture that would have matched this sound perfectly. He was with some, uh, you know, with some construction workers, you know, and he's behind him. He's got the construction hat of the hard hat on, but it's backwards. I saw this it's like, yeah. too. I just... Lunch bucket Joe. Yeah, come vlogging through with a backwards <laughs> construction hat on. You know, this is something that we, we've said about some things that happen in our lives at this station and it's something with joe just remains to be true no matter how hard he tries he just can't get it right no no matter how many times joe or his team try to do something correct there is always something that comes back to bite him in the butt tenfold and yeah. Whether it be the construction hat on backwards or going to talk at a brewery because you want to be relatable. Yeah. He because he can't do it. He messes it up. He can't do it. There's a I I wanted so badly. I spent I spent way too much time this afternoon hmm. looking for a I think it's brand new cuz I saw it today for the first time um on YouTube as a, it was a commercial that popped up while I was watching a YouTube video, and it was a Joe Biden re-election ad and a and a fundraising ad, and it's him and Barack Obama. Now they've done a couple, but this is this one I think is brand new because I have never seen this one. And it's 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 Joe Biden, it's it's Barack Obama standing right next to Joe Biden, 
And Barack says something like at the beginning, he says something like, hey, guys, it's, you know, it's a we're, we're at critical time and we need your help more than ever. And, you know, he's Barack Obama. It's smooth. It sounds mm-hmm. good. They're clearly both looking at a teleprompter. But then Joe has to give his line. And like Joe's first line is is something like. It really is, guys. He's not kidding. Like it, that's all. And like he it's like an unnatural pause after Obama's line. And then he reads, and he's so clearly stiff and reading, like concentrating on reading. And then Obama gets back into it, and you know, like, hey, with Joe, with Joe and Kamala's leadership, we can we can bring this country much further in the next four years and defeat the you know whatever. The, he didn't say Trump exactly, but you know, like the extremist, the mag extremist, oh, of course, yeah, whatever he said. I mean, it was he didn't mention Trump, but you know, then he gets back into it, and then Joe has to speak again at the end, yeah. and it's like, and then and he's like giving his website, and you know, does he come back and we'll, no, we'll and and. Listen, it's the ad. It's the final product. Yeah. So that's the best. If you see this, I, I wish I had it. I looked everywhere for it. I couldn't I couldn't find it. And you can't like rewind an ad on you. Once the ad is yeah, an ad right. on YouTube, why would it you goes, want to rewind it? It goes it? away, yeah. Right. So, yeah, it <laughs> goes away. So, um I, I got to find this audio. It's 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 not it's not like this, of course, because it's a it's an ad. But my point is. He's clearly struggling just to read the words, and he's kind of slurring them, and it's the final product, which means that's the best take that they had. I mean, if we can't do a 30-second ad where he has two lines, we were just talking a minute ago, Katie was talking about Megyn Kelly saying that if these two debate this fall, Hmm. that it'll be bigger than the Super Bowl, and it will be, because... I mean, he, how is he going to, how is this guy going to stay on, stay focused for two hours on stage with Donald Trump? It's just not possible. Yeah. When, you know, one thing you can say about Barack Obama and, and I don't care what you say about it, know about him. He is very smooth. I he mean, is? he has got a great voice. He's very smooth. Bill Clinton too. Well, Bill, Bill's kind of lost it too, but like yeah. Bill Clinton as president, he would, he could he could rile you up. He could get people to follow him. He was, they're smooth, charming, endearing, engaging speakers. Even though the change wasn't the exact change that we thought it was going to be. But, you know, when you put him against up to, when you put Joe Biden next to a guy like that, it's, it's the the difference is so much more stark. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And and I've seen those ads, by the way. Yeah. And it just reinforces what I believe. It's an Obama Biden administration. And, I think the Obamas are worried. I, you know, they haven't come out until now, but now they're going, wait a minute, this is getting real. Mm-hmm. They're actually followers from that for that guy. And I gotta, we gotta get out there now. Now you've seen Michelle out there a lot now. Yeah. And, and you see uh, Barack doing this thing with, with Joe, which by the way, if I was Barack, I'd say, look, Joe, just sit down. Just yeah. sit there and smile. I, I'll let me talk because yeah. it was bad, Tony. I, I agree. With you. Yeah, and it's the it's final terrible. polished. I mean, this is coming from the White House. Yeah, and Ugh. it's that, and it's that shaky. Amazing. Um, speaking of the condition of this administration, Vice President Kamala Harris did an interview this week <laughs> with Katie. Did you see this? No, Katie Kirk? I, I don't. I, did. Uh, I think so. I did, and she accepted blame for. Her low approval rating. I didn't see that. Well, that's not what you think. <laughs> it's a twist. There's a, there's a, there's twist. a twist. There's a twist. 
Vice President Kamala Harris told Katie Couric, which, by the way, I didn't know Katie Couric was still a thing. Yeah. Me either, but I saw her on this interview, and I'm like, where has uh, maybe, she been? I don't Maybe it's a YouTube. I, I watched the interview on YouTube. so It's kind of like Hillary once in a while just popped her head out of yeah, somewhere. Sand, maybe it's it, on, and I, it was Katie Couric's YouTube channel, so oh, maybe, so that's, that's, yeah. okay. maybe that's the only place I this interview Twitter. is. Oh, you said okay. I saw on Twitter. So oh. anyway, huh. I didn't even know Katie Couric was still a thing. But Vice President Kamala Harris told Katie Couric that her and Joe's low approval ratings are due to them not taking adequate credit for the administration's accomplishments. Couric said during this interview, it wasn't wasn't fair that Harris and President Biden had historically poor approval ratings. It's not fair to you. It's not fair. After listing off what she claimed were some of the White House's achievements in office, such as the 2021 infrastructure bill. And then she asked Kamala, quote, and yet you and President Biden's approval ratings are at historic lows. Why do you think that is, given what I just outlined? Uh, Harris said that Katie Kirk was correct, that uh, she and Biden had historic accomplishments, but then said the administration had to let people know who brung it to them. I hate when she 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 uses oh, that line. I saw that one. She uses that line everywhere, mm-hmm. and Who she always it? laughs at it. She it's it's not it's every interview. And we it's just got to tell them who brung it. <laughs> it's the line, and then she laughs at her own joke. Yeah. She goes on to say, quote, we have a lot of accomplishments, and I think what the American people want most in their leaders is that we actually get things done, and we have done it. We just haven't taken adequate credit for it, frankly, and we've got to do a better job of getting the word out about what we have accomplished and who did it. So the only, Ken, the reason they're not popular is because you and me don't understand all of the great things that they have done for us. If, a if we real... understood that, we'd, we'd support them. Exactly. It's all about the feels. But if you were a real journalist actually asking her a serious question, the next question after that should be, what were your accomplishments? Because she said the infrastructure bill, three quarters of that is about climate change. We're paying for that climate grift yeah. right now. I yeah. mean, that, that's what's happening right now. Yeah. Every single day that you're paying your taxes, a good percentage of that is going toward the globalist climate grift. You talk about... You talk about fair in, in journalism. Could you imagine? You talked to Jay Ashcroft today. You guys have Jay Ashcroft, yeah. Thursday State Jay Ashcroft on your show every Friday. He's running for governor. Could you imagine if you said to him, if Vic, if Vic or you said to Secretary Ashcroft, it's not fair that other people are running against you for governor when you should definitely <laughs> yeah. be the governor? Like, how biased can, can somebody, you're interviewing this person. And you're you're a member of the media. You're talking about their the president and vice presidents. They they I saw a poll, uh, like a comp- a compilation poll of like the last dozen major polling uh, places that and and they have the the combined they have the lowest approval rating for a president in their third. Or in their uh, in their third year after yeah after twenty twenty three after the third year since Jimmy Carter and it's just barely above Jimmy Carter so they have these historic historically low approval ratings and you start your question by saying now it's a given that that's not fair now let's talk about it <laughs> right? like what yeah how what is that like 
That is that's not journalism. That is not, it isn't. It's not journalism. So this is actually on Katie Couric's podcast. Next question. Yeah, okay. um, so that's where it was released, and I, I watched it on Twitter, not under Katie Couric, but under whoever else shared it, maybe Ben Shapiro or something. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see the White House. I to me this. This is a panic move. Oh, yeah. To me, this is a complete panic move. The White House partners with a mainstream media person, maybe not on mainstream media anymore, but a pundit that used to be very popular person. Katie Couric is very popular. Partners with someone like that. With the left. Absolutely. To get one simple message out, and that is... You, we're just not taking credit for the things that we should be taking credit for. It's it's not our fault that you can't see that the economy is actually working for you. It goes back to two weeks ago when we had this discussion. This is panic mode. And the only way to market their panic mode is to say it's actually you dumb idiot's fault for not seeing what we're doing for you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. The message that they're putting out right now, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Jill Biden, even Hunter Biden, they're in a full-blown decision-making panic saying, it can't ever be us. Don't point the fingers back Mm -hmm. at us. We're doing everything that we can for you. You just can't see it because, like James Carville said the other day, the media is working for Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That amazed me. Yeah. But can you see how it's cyclical? Can you see how that's cyclical? You guys don't know that we're doing a good job because the media is working for Trump and pushing his... This is the narrative, Ken. The narrative is... Pushing his ideology. These are the two two excuses that have formed completely. The reason people don't... The reason Biden's approval ratings are low is because the media is boosting Trump, which is the dumbest (laughs) statement you could possibly say. And the, the media is boosting Trump and people don't know what what we've done people but don't they're, understand they're trying yeah. to make that sense happen mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah the obama biden administration is the most irresponsible administration i've ever seen because they will not take responsibility for anything going on right now the border it's trump's fault the economy it's something that trump did before and they're just you know give us another four years because it only it took us four years to get here yeah which is bad it's horrible yeah. But Especially they're making it the sound like, oh, no, 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 it's great. I know when you sit at your kitchen table and you're not, you don't have any money, then, then you're wrong. Okay. The economy is great. Inflation is great. The Bidenomics is working. And then they just move on with, like you said earlier, Tony, all the accomplishments that they, that they have, mm-hmm. but they never list them. Mm-mm. And if they do, they like she, like Katie Couric in this, she said like ec- gains in the economy. Good job numbers, like like there, there's no though? details. Yeah, what's the there's percentage? No, oh, yeah. yeah, there's no details. Just like it's all just uh, 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 student, you know, uh, paying back student loans. Like it's just these general Vague. terms mm-hmm. with no details and no specifics. Real because there are no specifics. Good good specifics. No, when they talk about good inflation, okay, there are different elements about the inflation right now. And I talked to actually economists from Mizzou and they said there are so many things, factors that they're not mentioning in here. Like the jobs thing, all part-time jobs that they've that they've gained. No no full time. Full time is down. Correct. The numbers are way down. Yes. The inflation, the whole thing about like wages the, are down. Wages are down. People are using their credit cards. They said, well, we had 
a record number of people buying things over over the holidays. Well, that's because they were using their credit cards. Two trillion dollars mm-hmm. was reached recently. That was a record in history. Mm-hmm. Can you stick around? Right. Yeah. Can you do one more segment yeah. with us? Yeah, yeah. Because I want to talk a little bit about um, the, the New Hampshire primary earlier this week and some of the stuff that has unfolded uh, on the Republican side with Trump and Nikki Haley and going towards uh, South Carolina. A lot of people thought that Nikki Haley would drop out, not take this thing to South Carolina. It's still a few weeks away, so that still may happen. But uh, once again, just as, as recently as today, Nikki Haley seems to be um, standing firm and not leaving this race. So uh, I want to talk a little bit more with Ken Williams from the Vic Porcelli Show about that. And we are going to get that weekend forecast from Channel 4 meteorologist Kristen Cornett. She'll be with us next on Colombo and Katie. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Yeah, it's a little more Perry Woods there. It's good stuff, isn't it? <laughs> Welcome back so to Colombo and Katie on 101.9941 News Talk STL. Ken Williams from the Vic Porcelli Show is sticking around for another segment in studio with us. But first... It is that time of the week. Time to get the all-important weekend forecast from the folks over at Channel 4. And meteorologist Christian Cornett joins us again this afternoon. Christian, thanks as always for your time. And uh, yeah, it's that time of year where it could be zero degrees. It could be 50 degrees. It could be raining. It could be snowing. It, it, like, it, it's, this is, you got to be paying attention this time of year. So we really appreciate yeah. your time and, and uh, keeping us up to date. We have certainly been all over the board, haven't we, in the past few weeks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that that I sort of loathe the most right now is a lack of sunshine. I don't know about yes. you guys. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. I hate. So mm-hmm. I have a big problem with. I, I wish it was daylight savings all year. I Me I too. need I need the sun. I so yeah. We already are losing. It already gets dark way too early for my emotional state and then yeah and then now we go through several days of gray skies i'm with you Kristen. i need i need to see the sun all sorts of studies have suggested that the majority of americans prefer staying on daylight saving time like year round but yet for whatever reason it just it you can if you can make that happen Congress. you're more important <laughs> than we are if you can if you can do Politics, something do that. man yes i'm with you All right. So here's the good news. Uh, We're going to see some sunshine again eventually. (laughs) At this point, it's been since uh, sunset Sunday night. Last Sunday night since we've seen any sunshine. Well, let me take that back. There were a few folks yesterday outside of St. Louis that got a little sunshine. Mm. But most of us haven't seen the sun since sunset on Sunday. So I do think that maybe by the latter part of the weekend, we might see a little bit. Let me take you through the forecast. Let's start with the now. It's cloudy. It's drizzly. There's a little patchy fog out there. But as far as that widespread, dense fog stuff we had for days, we are done with that. So no dense fog advisory, nothing of that nature. So overnight, we'll drop down to 39 degrees and then for Saturday some patchy fog in the morning otherwise a cloudy day with a high of 44. There is a 40 percent chance of some light showers mainly during the afternoon. The much better chance of seeing those showers is going to stay south of St. Louis. Any showers that do develop move out Saturday night will drop down to 36 and then for Sunday it's mostly cloudy with a high of 43. So I say mostly cloudy not cloudy because I think that we might get a few breaks of sun especially toward the latter part of the day but if not 
Definitely by Monday. Yeah. That's what I meant when I said the sun. It's right at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's coming. It's it's, 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 it's breaking through. It's just Mm going to take a couple of days to get all the way here, uh, which is fine. And it doesn't, uh, you know, we're not down in those terribly cold uh, numbers either. Does that... uh, do we, at least for the next few days, kind of stay a little more mild? Or it do you looks s- yeah. so nice. Good. So Great. Monday through Friday, every single day is like mostly sunny and dry. And every single one of the temperatures are above average. Now, let's remember our normal high is 41. So that's not exactly like it's going to be hot, pull out your shorts or anything. But um, my high temperatures Monday through Friday next week range from 48 on the low side up to about 56 on the high side. Well, after that cold last week, that that sounds like, uh, you know, summertime. So I'll take that. This time of year, I'll take that every, every day. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Just got to get cut through a couple more days and then we'll get that sun out. Out there, Kristen Cornett. Thank you so much, as always, thank for you. your time this afternoon. Have a great weekend. Have yourself. a great weekend. Yeah. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you. Great stuff there, as always, from Channel Four meteorologist Kristen Cornett, uh, her and Steve Templeton, and the whole team over there at Channel Four do such a great job keeping us updated on the weather each and every day here at News Talk STL. Yeah, I like Kristen. Thank she, him a lot. Yeah, I, I saw a feature with her and her sisters. Something going on. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was so cool just yeah. to see her with her family. Yeah, and, she's yeah. cool. Yeah. So, uh, Ken, I'm glad you could stick around because I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Nikki Haley remains unmoved amid growing calls for her to leave the 2024 presidential race and unify behind Donald Trump. The former UN ambassador is is uh, standing firm against growing calls for her to leave the race. Uh, Haley's campaign can, uh, last out at the Republican National Committee and its chairwoman, Ronna McDaniel, last night over a draft resolution that was nearly considered by the party to declare Donald Trump the GOP, the presumptive GOP nominee right now. The resolution was later withdrawn after Trump himself yeah. said... It, it it's too early to do that while she's still in the race, which, you know, good for him for saying that. Um, but super interesting to hear that the Republican Party was very close in the last 24 hours to putting out an official resolution, official statement saying that the party was united behind Donald Trump while there's still an active member of the party campaigning against him so um it kind of shows you where the party's at but nikki haley to this point at least doesn't seem like she's ready to back down well i think i think the uh, party the republican party itself is is watching the media and how they're responding because the the media is actually you know trump won and he won by a good margin most of the Independents that voted for Nikki Haley, by the way, and keep this in mind. You talking about New Hampshire? New Hampshire, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Most of the independents there were Democrats. Yeah. They said like 70% of them were Democrats who voted for Nikki Haley. So as far as when you say, well, Donald Trump only won by 11 points, which is good anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, any the other, media made any it, other election, that's a landslide. Yeah, I watched the Today <laughs> Show and it was like, I thought he lost. He was, <laughs> they said, oh, Nikki Haley, look at her. She did such a great job. And then Donald Trump, well, yeah, he won, but, but he, he <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, he won. Yeah. But, but the, the point is, I think it, I think it was a little interesting though that the, the Republican party did actually make that move and Ron McDaniel make that statement, at, yeah. you know, about Trump. I, I think it's a bold move. I think it's a good move that they should do that. 
you know, not shut him down and say, well, it's Donald Trump, so we're not going to go full force. No, they need to get behind the nominee. And, and, and it does seem like they are, like, we're used to, especially, I mean, we're seeing it in Missouri, we're seeing it in that national level. We're used to Republicans arguing with, the, with each other right now. But when it comes to Trump, when it comes to this presidential race, we've talked about it this week, Katie, it, there's, there's a lot of unification behind Donald Trump. A lot of senators, a lot of congressmen. Think about how badly the RNC needs Trump right now. They have a really bad reputation amongst conservatives and Republicans because of the losing streak and because of the leadership yeah. of Ronna McDaniel. Now, they've made comments about Trump in the past, and in the past, they have they it doesn't seem like they wanted him to be the nominee. And so for them to come out and them to have any... Anything nice to say about Trump, anything that says Nikki Haley should probably bow out because it does look like Trump will be the nominee is a smart strategic move for the RNC because they need him desperately in order to gain any kind of trust back into that organization. So to me, I think they're seeing the writing on the wall and saying, look, if he's the nominee, we got to we got to jump on it because mm-hmm. they've, there's some big losses. There's some big losses, excuse me, that they have had in the last two years, three and I, years. And I think it's great that Donald Trump said, no, I wanted to win out. I want to win outright. Yeah. He, he wants let he's the a, voters decide. Yeah. He wants to win, but he believes in what he says. Mm-hmm. When we say, let the voters decide, stop. Uh, in other words, he's saying, Hey, stop taking me off the ballot. Let the, let the, yeah. the voters decide. Let the voters decide. And if he were to say it the other way with her, yeah. he would look like a, you know, like he was, yeah. It wouldn't and look good for him. And we'd call him out on it. If he, yeah. if he, if he if, and, and you're right. He, that's, uh, that is a, a good move by him. Are you, are you surprised that she is sticking around? It's, it, where it's, it's not like, it's not like Iowa and New Hampshire. Um, you know, they're not back to back. There's still a couple weeks, two or three weeks before South Carolina. So she, she may still drop out before that. But, you know, there was a lot of people that uh, were thinking that if she didn't somehow win New Hampshire, that she would definitely drop out because he's way ahead of her in the polls in South Carolina. That's her state where she was governor. And it, you know, it's embarrassing to lose in your own state. So a lot of people predicted that she would drop out. Before that would have, you know, to save herself from losing in her own state. But it doesn't look like, at least at this moment, that that's going to happen. Does that surprise you? Uh, no. And, and can I tell you my theory? Please, please. Okay. Because I think Nikki Haley is being backed by big donors. And these are people, these are establishment people who want to have a seat at the Trump table. They're not going to have it any other way. And she, she, I think they know that and she knows that she's not going to win. But if she, if she makes it, tough on him at least a challenge for trump he's going to have to actually at least recognize that that she has a great following that he needs she's going to have a place at the table by by fiat they're going to have a place at the table as as an establishment for in the trump party which i'm saying i'm calling it the trump party i know it sounds weird but maga is really taking over this whole thing right now anyway yeah yeah i mean he's he's got the he's got the support he's got you know, we were talking about we were talking about Trump fatigue in 2020, which was a real thing. And you know, you heard plenty of Republicans. Oh, yeah. You heard plenty of Republicans in 2020 and in years, you know, before that and and after that, that were calling for different people to step up and weren't necessarily united behind Donald Trump. But over the last year or so, that has gone away, mm-hmm. and it's 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 we. I, I had a list that I read earlier this week of. 
the Davis. You know, it's something like 130 congressmen and women, yeah. Republicans that have already endorsed Trump. It's dozens of senators that have already endorsed Trump. I mean, he's got the party as united as as I as I can remember it being in the last several years. Well, I want to clarify though. I mean, I have so much respect for many Republicans. You've got Tim Jones. You've got all our people here. Oh yeah. You've got a lot of people in Congress that are trying to fight this establishment system. But you've got a lot of Republicans out right now that are rhinos. They're uniparty. We're seeing it here in Missouri. The fighting amongst themselves. It shouldn't be happening. I'm just saying that MAGA means make America great again. That's all it means. It's not radical. There's nothing crazy about it. The left, even though the left is trying to make it that way, it means we want Less government. We want to spend less in taxes. We want to close the border. If these are crazy things, if these are radical traits for the MAGA Republicans, okay, then we're radical. But I don't think that the American people in general believe that. We're almost out of time. So this is a a quick answer on this one. But you touched on the division that we've seen here in the state of Missouri. It's been going on in in Washington, D.C., in both parties, but particularly Republicans under the spotlight. Do you think... By and large, voters want to see these groups like the Missouri Freedom Caucus and the Freedom Caucus in D.C. dig in, halt progress, and draw a line in the sand and say, we're not moving forward? Or do you think that voters would rather there be more negotiation in order to get some things done? Missourians, it's a red state. Missourians want people to be nice. But Missourians also want this to get done. They want stuff to get done. Well, the only way you're going to get done is if you crack some eggs. Yeah. And I'm telling you, people don't want the eggs cracked, but yeah. they want to get this stuff done. Mm-hmm. They, they have to. They have to understand that in order to get all this stuff done, eggs are going to have to be yeah, cracked. I agree with you. In the past, I would have said it was the other way that people would rather just they'd rather see something get done, and so get just you know negotiate, don't, you know, like back down from your stance a little bit just for the sake of progress. But I think people are sick of giving in and they're and they want to hold that line. Yeah. And they're supporting a lot of these politicians that are doing that. Totally and it is on display uh, under the spot, mm-hmm. bright spotlight yeah. here in the state of Missouri right now. Ken Williams from the Vic Porcelli show. Thank you, buddy. Great to see hey, you. Thanks, Ken. you guys. Really love it. Uh, speaking of Missouri Republicans at odds, which is there, we had uh, the Secretary of State, Jay Ashcroft, on our show earlier this week. He was on with Vic and Ken a little earlier today. And uh, a recent report from the Missouri State Auditor, Scott Fitzpatrick, uh, had some critical things to say about the Secretary of State. And Auditor Fitzpatrick is going to join us next. And we're going to talk about that here on Colombo and Katie on 1019 and 941 News Talk SDL.